Well, hello, everyone. This is Pastor Wallace, and I'm glad that you're with us today for episode six of the PW Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of our uh, week. Uh, every every first of the, the week, we come out with a brand new episode, and I just appreciate uh, those of you who've been commenting back and forth, sending some text messages, some emails, and um, I love the interaction with you. I appreciate you sharing your heart and your uh, your thoughts about the podcast, and so appreciate you sharing this podcast with some of your friends who are in leadership or who aspire for leadership. Welcome to today's episode of the PW Podcast, where leaders learn to lead. In every episode, you get front row seating to transparent, practical conversations between host Wallace Phillips and successful leaders from the marketplace to the ministry. The result? Your leadership will gain greater clarity, purpose, and charisma. So get ready. Change starts now. Today we're going to talk about an interesting subject. The subject is conviction. Conviction. All of us know what conviction is. We learn it as a child when uh, we're running around the house. You know, mom says, hey, the cookies are in the jar now. Do not mess with them. And, you know, maybe you had the occasion to sneak one and uh and and felt like mom didn't know anything about it and then as you think about it throughout the day you're thinking man i stole a cookie okay <laughs> i stole a cookie and then uh then you're faced with that accountability uh when she says um hey would you like a cookie and you have a sheepish look on your face and sh- and she says have you already had one okay <laughs> have you already had a cookie and you have to say, yes, well, you don't have to, you could lie. But what happens there is you become consciously aware, consciously aware that you've done something, what wrong, that you did something that violated, here we go, a standard, you violated a standard. What is a conviction? A conviction is a strong belief or a firm adherence to something. You know, we face these things in our lives. We face these things in everyday life as a kid, as an adolescent, as certainly as an adult. You, you get in your car every day and you have signs on the highway. Plus, it's, it's, it's down in your system. You know it because, you, you know, you took driver's ed and you've been in cars all your life. You know the speed limit is 55, right? But when you're out on the highway and you're, you're in a hurry and you're going not 55 and not even 65, but you're kind of going 70. And all of a sudden you meet on the highway, a highway patrolman, North Carolina highway patrol. Shout out to you guys. What happens immediately without any thought, your feet just kind of back off. You back off of the, you back off of the accelerator. Uh, you know, you, 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 you hate, you take your other foot and you put your brake on. Uh, just slightly, and you know, because what happens is conviction has set in. You know you were wrong, and you were standing standing face to face, or or riding face to face with uh, the one who has the right uh, to cite you for breaking the moral code of the highways, right? <laughs> and we all know what conviction is. It's a it's a strong belief. It's a firm adherence to something. And so I want to I want to pray today, and then we're going to continue to jump right into uh, this subject of conviction and how it how it hashes out into our lives as leaders. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today with thanksgiving in our hearts. We come before you today, God, consciously aware that to whom much is given, much is required. If you've called us, Lord, to be a leader, a manager, a supervisor, uh, some sort of elevated position within uh, the company or the, or the corporation or the church or the organization in which we serve, we are called to a high standard. And so today, Lord, help us to examine ourselves. Help us to just take a look at this subject. And Lord, to, to leave today with uh, a greater awareness that to whom much is given, much is required. We thank you for being with us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, great uh, again to have you. And uh, today we are talking about conviction. You know, every one of us uh, who are trusted with a, a group, uh, a, a leadership position of an organization, you know, and from my in my situation, I'm a pastor. Those of you that listen to me, most of you know me. Um, you know that I lead a congregation. I've been at the same church for 31 years. That's a long stint. That doesn't happen a lot today in ministry circles, but longevity is something I've been blessed with, and uh, and I, I thank God for it. But I'm I'm a I'm a senior pastor, and and I have a you know I have occasion for people to ask me. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, someone said, "Listen, can you help me for just a moment?" I've watched your ministry. I've seen your, you know, your people in action. I've been in the building. They they're working like ants. They they're all doing their job. You know, how in the world do you get teams to function that way? How in the world do you get leaders to adhere to what your requirements are? And that, you know, that is a that's that's that could take a long time to answer that question. It really could. It could take a long time to answer that question, but quite simply is, um, as the leader goes, so goes the organization. You know, have you ever heard anybody say this? You are no stronger than the weakest link in the chain. Okay. So you have to, you have to understand that as the key leader, as the, as the lead pastor, the senior pastor, the manager, the supervisor, whatever it is in the context of where you serve, you are called to set the standard. You know, you, you can't have a set of rules for when you're on the clock and a set of rules for when you're not on the clock. You know, you, you have to live your life in a manner that, um, that, that you are adhering uh, to, to deep convictions about life itself. First and foremost, I must tell you, I, I, I'm talking about today uh, this issue of conviction. It, it's going to all, no matter how you boil it down, it's going to all run back into the same, uh, the same wall, so to speak. You're going to hit your head on the same wall. And what is that wall? That wall, that standard, that, that high bar that is set is the word of Almighty God. And, and the Bible is clear. You know, when we think about life convictions, the Bible is clear that the word of God, it, it is his word. It's not your word. You don't get to pick and choose what you believe and then toss the rest aside. We may talk about that in just a few moments, but here's what I want to lay as a foundation when we talk about conviction. The Bible says that all Scripture is breathed of God and is profitable for teaching. Look at what you receive from God's Word. For teaching, for reproof, have you ever been corrected? For correction and for training 
in righteousness. And the purpose for this, uh, Paul says to Timothy, is to uh, prepare the servant of God that he might be thoroughly equipped, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, you have you have embraced uh, life and leadership in the context of where you serve, and your your high standard should be the word of God. You say, "Well, I work for the Ford Motor Company, and and they allow." It doesn't matter, you know, if what they allow. Maybe the word of God. Uh, uh, trumps that. Okay. You know, you, you might, they may say, look, you can, you can smoke a cigarette while you're on your break or whatever you say, well, you know, I don't smoke. So again, you're going to run into tensions with moral standards. But what we want to make sure that you understand today is that our, our deep conviction, no matter who we're working for, whether we're leading the congregation in a local church or whether working for Ford Motor Company, New Core Steel, uh, Amazon, it doesn't matter. Your life is governed by a higher law other than just corporate policies. Okay. Come on, think about that for a moment. Your life is governed by a higher law, and that is the standard of God's word, the, the word that is breathed of God. Think about this. The Bible says in the King James that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's a God inspired word, it's his word, not your word. It's his word, not Paul's word. God did allow the writers of the scriptures to be themselves. That's why we have a Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We have four gospels. And as you look at those gospels, you see the personality of the writer coming out, but the truth is never compromised. And so we have a moral code of law here for our lives, and that is the Bible, okay? And so this, this is what leads us to uh, to conviction, when when we do not adhere to what God's word says, then we have the work of the Holy Spirit that touches our heart and says, "Hey, Wallace, hold on a second, bud. You're you know you know that's not right." And you have a check in your spirit. And thank God, man, I thank God for conviction. You know, sometimes you may you know you may end up at a at a corporate party. Maybe you're invited to the Christmas party and and they're just serving, you know, all kinds of drinks and beverages and they come to you, you know, what are you drinking? You just say, well, hey, just, hey, just let me have a water. Are you sure? You know, hey, man, it's happy hour. Are you sure? No, just let me have a water. Why did you say that? Because even though you're at the corporate party, you have a moral standard that you are living by that says it's not good to to participate in in that kind of uh, uh, partaking of beverages. And so you, you are, you are submitting yourself to a standard, to a conviction that is far, far deeper than even the company you may make your living at. And so this is conviction, you know, uh, pastor, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go here for just a second. Some, someone may say, pastor, well, your, your standards might be a little different than mine, yet we are Christians. Well, that's that's certainly true, because you know th- this is what I've come to discover about myself. Today, I'm in my 60s. You know, my choices today are 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 more conscious of the Word of God than they've than has ever been in my life. You know, I, I may not have been uh, uh, holding as firm and as tightly to what I felt like God's word said when I was in my twenties, thirties, or forties. 
But as I've grown in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and become mature, as the Bible says, then, you know, then I want to make certain that I am living my life uh, according to the moral laws of God. And so when I don't, guess what happens? Conviction comes. Think about that. Conviction comes. Let me tell you a silly story that happened to me many, many years ago. Uh, I, I was asked one day about, hey, you want to you go fishing? Uh, I said, well, when are you going? They said, well, we're probably going to go Sunday after church. Well, I came up in a household where my grandmother you know, lived down the street and and you know we had this little set of rules that that certainly weren't in the word of god but they were rules anyway they were family values they were family uh procedures and policies and family convictions and my grandmother was largely responsible for these she's the one who raised my dad right and um and 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 so it was I said, Hey, I don't, I don't fish on Sunday. This was years and years ago. And they said, you don't fish on Sunday. I said, yeah, we just don't fish on Sunday. Now I grew up that you don't go fishing on Sunday. Okay. And so for me to go fishing on Sunday, I, I could have sat there and been miserable. Why? Because I was breaking, here we go, a moral code. Okay. Uh, my, my grandmother also said, you don't use a pair of scissors on Sunday. Now, some of you are listening to this podcast and thinking, man, come on, are you serious? Yeah, you don't use a pair of scissors on, on Sunday. You just don't, you don't cut material, you know. And well, today we don't cut material anyway. We buy everything on a rack from Walmart, right? <laughs> yeah, but you don't cut material on Sunday with, uh, you know, with a pair of scissors. You also don't sew on Sunday. And, and the old timers used to say, every stitch that you sew on Sunday, you'll pull it out with your teeth when you stand before God. So, you know, here's a set of standards. My grandmother also said this. She said, you don't play with cards, okay? You know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, jack, queen, king, and ace. You don't play with cards. I grew up that, man, it was just wrong to play cards. Can I just tell you something? Some of you are going to laugh when I say this. Today, I'm 60 years old. I'm a grown man, and I go fishing sometimes on a Sunday afternoon. I use a pair of scissors whenever I need to use them, okay? I don't sew, so you're not going to catch me using a needle and thread unless my button pops off, okay? But guess what I love to do? I love to play cards. Now, all of these came out of my grandma's mouth as she set a standard for the family. But, you know, as I look into the Word of God, I don't see and understand why grandma had these rules, Okay but they were her rules. And while we were under her influence, guess what we did? We followed them. Okay. So yes, you're going to see some variants. Some of you may have a deep conviction. Some of you may say, well, I don't, I don't fish on Sunday either. I just, you know, I think it's a day of rest. Well, do you sit and watch the football game? Do you recline in your chair, eat popcorn and watch a basketball game? Uh, it's the same principle. It's the same thing, but here's what you have to understand. If you have the conviction that something, some activity, some something that you can participate in is something that should be saved for another day, another time, then what are you responsible for? You're responsible for following that because if you feel like for some reason God doesn't want you to do that, to him that knows to do right and chooses rather to do wrong, to him is what? 
It's sin, okay? So, so you need to stay away from it. Conviction. We lead the ministries that we are assigned with a deep sense of conviction. Here's another situation. Let me share with you. Give me a little swallow of water here today. Ah, that's good. I had several uh, opportunities over the years with a nonprofit fundraiser, uh, a nonprofit corporation that I have called Barnabas 21. Had the occasion to, um, you know, to try to raise additional funds for things that are needed for the ministry. And uh, several times I thought, uh, man, wouldn't it be wonderful to have like a gun raffle? And so I would approach my uh, board of directors. I would approach my people who've helped me with the Barnabas ministry over the years. And I would ask them, hey, what are your thoughts if the Barnabas ministry would have perhaps a gun raffle? And, uh, and I didn't do it collectively. I did it privately, one-on-one, so that I could hear the heart of every person that I spoke to. And without fail, a couple of times as I addressed this, personally, I, I didn't see that there was anything challenging for it. But one of the members of my circle of influence here, my, my board said, you know, this could be misunderstood by some people. Uh, I think it's probably better not to do a raffle. Some people who have uh, other convictions about raffles think that it's somewhat like gambling. Okay. I said, well, I guess you're right. And since we are a ministry, I appreciate you sharing those feelings with me. And guess what I did? I chose to not do the raffle. And so uh, a couple of times I've visited that over the years and a couple of times I've gotten the same answer. I guess the conclusion is I probably won't visit it anymore. Okay. (laughs) Why? Because it seems to be that there's a stronger conviction a stronger belief, a stronger adherence to an expectation that it would be best if we just didn't do a raffle, okay? And so listen, I want to encourage you today. You and I are trusted to lead, and our lives are speaking a greater message than what our words are. And so you want to make sure that you're leading the ministry that you're leading leading the organization that you're leading, leading the team that you're leading or managing. You want to make sure that you are leading it with tremendous uh, respect for uh, your, your convictions as governed by the Word of God. Remember, I, I'm, I'm my whole broadcast today, my standard of conduct, my moral compass, if you will, is going to be the Word of God, no matter what the company manual says, okay? I'm going to I'm going to stick to the strong sense of moral deep conviction to the word of God. You know, we could sit here today and talk about do you believe in this or do you believe in that or do you believe in the other thing? And guess what? Many of us would say, "Oh, I don't see a problem with that." Some would say, "Are you serious? You don't see a problem with that?" I, you know, how could you do that? Well, you have to make sure that you understand that you are on a lifelong journey and 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 the things that God has has allowed you to study the things that God have has allowed you to experience the things that God has allowed you to learn from has been the has been the very thing that has molded and shaped your life and you have to consider others you have to consider other people 
You know, you, you just have to be respectful of other people's thoughts, feelings, and attitudes. And sometimes it's best just to follow the deep conviction of your heart. Sometimes, you know, I wish I could say yes, but, you know, I'm going to decline this time. Listen, God knows where you are. And what God does love and appreciate is that you honor him with your set of moral standards, that you honor him as a moral compass for your life. His word will teach you. His word will train you. His word will thoroughly equip you in concerning righteousness, concerning instructions on how you're to live. And so listen, friends, I want to tell you, I appreciate so much you being with us today as we've talked about this sense of deep conviction. You're a leader. God has called you to be a leader. And you give back to God a great sense of deep conviction for and high moral standards that are presented in the Word of God. That's your moral compass. I appreciate you being with us today. Would you share the broadcast with someone else? And, uh, and let's pray together as we come to a close today. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you, Lord, for those who are my listeners today, God, those who are hearing this, whether it's live or, or at a later time. I pray that the very aspect and subject of conviction would uh, settle deep into our heart, our mind, and our spirit. And Lord, that we would walk away from this today, realizing that the higher standard for our life, even higher than company policy or procedure, even greater than grandma's instruction, is the word of Almighty God. The word of Almighty God. We thank you for your word. We believe that it is inspired. We believe that it is profitable for teaching. We believe that it is profitable for reproof and correction in our lives so that we might be thoroughly equipped to lead in a manner that is pleasing unto you. This is our prayer today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, friends. Thank you for being a part of the PW Podcast today. Have an awesome day. God bless you. You've been listening to the PW Podcast, where leaders learn to lead with host Wallace Phillips. Thank you for lending us your ear today. Whether you're commuting, at the gym, or on a run, thank you for listening. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit leaderslead.live. Till next time.